0: You know, one of the things I've learned over over a long time is that anger is normally just the surface result of something deeper. There's a deeper thing going on when anger erupts. And so, what we as the body of Christ, we have to go back and dig down what is what is anger? You know, being caused by maybe it's uh, rejection or, or fear. Or... Hey everyone, welcome to Summit Up, brought to you by the Summit
1: Dover. If religion's giving you more questions and answers, you're in the right place. So sit back, open your mind with us. I'm Kyle Schweitzer, and I'm here with Skylar Hallman and the
0: man with the answers, Rob Coburn. It is so awesome to be back in the studio, guys, and uh, we are recapping some a little bit today and moving on to one point. You know, the world is on fire. Uh, it seems like our country is on fire. Everybody's searching for answers, and I believe that the Kingdom Key we're going to talk about today is the answer. It is the answer. We know that that Jesus Christ, Father, uh, the Holy Spirit—it's all the answer, but. Um, there is one answer that I think each person needs to come to, but let's recap the, the three kingdom keys from last time. Adoption restores the lost connection. Adoption initiates transformation and adoption unlocks purpose. And so the purpose that we're all designed to do is we have a ministry of reconciliation. That means we are called to reconcile the world to Jesus. And, uh, and man, what a great uh, ministry that we have together uh, as one church. You know, one church. We we've been talking here at the summit a lot about. There's one church. It, it may look a lot different in a lot of different parts of the world. It may even look different in our city. But that one mission is to the church to unite and impact the world around us. So I, I'm so excited that we get to continue on this adoption message throughout this uh, this next episode.
1: I think even this this opportunity to to talk about adoption we have been over the last few days or a few episodes we we feel that the purpose is there we've unlocked that purpose and now we have an opportunity to uh say what's next you know what what are we called to do what is our purpose and that's that's the exciting part about this key
0: here yeah because we're saved to something not just saved from something and i think that the the church sometimes gets uh bogged down in we're saved from sin and that's good but we're also saved to do something we're saved for missional purpose and uh and if we know what that missional purpose is and the foundation of it, we can be empowered and not restricted by the enemy. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. This kingdom key, I believe, is transformational for the world, not just in today's society, but for the world as a whole. But our missional objective in adoption is to share the love of the Father and the gospel with an orphaned world.
2: What does an orphaned world look like, Skylar? What does that mean to you? Well, to me, I think that the... Um the term "orphaned world" really just goes to show you that there's a lot of people out there that just feel lost and they're hurting. That they feel whether it's they're physically and actually um, they don't have a family or they don't have a father in their lives, or whether it's they don't feel that love from the father because they have an imperfect example as they have a family in on the earth, but they don't understand the heavenly father and the family that they're able to be adopted into when they come into that relationship with Jesus. That is a a love that is so perfect and a love that is actually fulfilling that can really transform your entire life. Yeah. And I think that we see in the world as,
0: you know, all the different things going on I don't want to get into specifics of, of everything that's happening, but we can see that this desire to, uh, to make a, make a noise uh, to, you know, one of the things I've learned over over a long time is that anger is normally just the surface result of something deeper. There's a deeper thing going on when anger erupts. And so what we as the body of Christ, we have to go back and dig down what is what is anger, you know, being caused by? Maybe it's uh, rejection or, or fear or any of those things. But when anger comes out, which we're seeing globally, but a lot in the United States right now, we're seeing anger come out. What is the, the underlying thing? And I think it goes back to this, is that we don't, as a, as a people, understand the adoption of the kingdom of God and the, the adoption that we have access to through the gospel. And our job is to share that, understand it ourselves, and then share that with the world around us.
1: So I have a, if you're, if you're talking about the purpose and, the, and that good news, and it's our, our job is to share that good news to the world uh, in the midst of everything that's so dark. And, um, and like, how, how do we get past that noise uh, of the darkness to where there, there's actually going to have listening ears? Because when you're going out there and trying, are we trying to convince people about this, or are we trying to change their minds, or are we trying to, what, what, what is it that we're trying to do? We're just trying to present them. See, that's that's the thing. If you go there expecting, I got to convert you and change the way you think, and that's my job, that might be a little uh, either daunting or a little bit uh, overconfidence of what we're doing. So wh- wh- what would you say to that?
0: Well, I think that the culture has been in a demand relationship process. Like there's, there's one loud voice in a relationship and the other people just sit down, shut up and do what they're going to do. And I think that that is a horrible way that our country and and the world has been walking through life together is that there's one loud voice. And, And when the person who is not as loud, the person who's receiving that actually has a way to get out. Uh, they'll try and do that, and I think that there's so many voices, and this goes to scripture in First Corinthians. So, if you got your Bibles turned to First Corinthians four, verse fifteen, it says, "For there, for though you might have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel." I believe there are thousands and thousands and thousands of voices demanding that you listen, but the Father inspires you to your destiny. The father inspires you through adoption to be a part of his kingdom. And so there's lots of voices. There's lots of noise out there, but there are very few fathers. And so we're not, I, I think sometimes we get caught up in what the world is saying instead of what the word is saying. And that's the key to understanding who God is, is we got to read his word.
1: Well, I think too, it's what is father? What is a father? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. everybody's definition of a father may be different. So it's it's we say there's. There's uh, we say this is a fatherless world or that's the issue that we're not able to have that connection, you know, and that's even that's in the physical. So your biological father absence is you can see where that can tear down a, a family unit, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't have that presence there. Um, but, you know, that goes with the same thing, saying with spiritually, because there's spiritual fathers as well in the physical and and where you can get you can get guidance and you can get spiritual uh, uh advice uh, going about your life with a spiritual father it may not be your biological father, but it's your spiritual father. and And I guess that's the definition of a, what is the responsibility of a father and and because you know you have two different sides. You have the orphans that, that we're, we're trying it's an orphan world and we have to get connected to the father and and that's so how do we define it?
0: Well it's not just an instructor. I know that a lot of times we look at fatherhood as we got to teach our kids, uh, what they need to do correctly, and we have to try to lead by example and all that stuff. That's a great piece of fatherhood. But I think fatherhood goes back to the four-letter word of love and that we, we have a father who loves us unconditionally and that love compels us to something. The, the love is when, when you're in a, a natural human relationship with your father, the love should compel you to do things. I know whenever I was a kid, the knowing that my dad would be disappointed in me or or something to that effect made me make different choices and i know that that same
2: aspect comes in the spiritual as well absolutely i think that's a big thing i know that you know i've had many times where it's like i just want to make my father proud and that's on like an earthly sense so how much more so do we look at like god and say wow i just want to i just want to live up and Do something in order to make my father proud well the great thing about our earth or our heavenly father god is he's just saying you know what would make me proud You just coming into an understanding of my love for you That's the thing that would make me Mm. most proud of you And I think that that's something that just like blows our mind because we have a lot of distorted and you know wrong views of what a, a father's pride looks like for us because we've had many People and parents fail us. You know, we've seen it all around us. Like no father here down on earth has ever lived out perfect fatherhood. Mm -hmm. None. And so we get this distorted version of like, oh, well, I have to go and do something and prove myself in order to get his pride. Well, his pride is his love for us. And that's unconditional, like you said. And it's not attached with any expectation or any performance. It's all just about our identity and who we are.
0: And that's why the Word is so important, because in the world we have disproportionate understanding of what fatherhood really is. When you go through the Word and you look from from the moment of creation, then you get a revelation, and it tells you that before the foundation of the world, the Lamb was slain for us, that that plan was in place to demonstrate love for us before we were ever even thought of or created And that is huge. You know, Paul in this scripture, when he's saying there's 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers, he's trying to, I believe, get the church to understand that there's a different way to do life. And doing life the way the world and the enemy wants us to do life just deteriorates our society. It deteriorates the family unit. It deteriorates life in general. And so what Paul is saying is, listen, you need to not only have fathers, and understand what the father did for you, and and all of that stuff. You need to become fathers, and I think that this is the the discipleship dilemma that the church has faced for generations. And that is, we have many instructors. We've got many people that can teach the word and understand the word, and you know, many of the the teaching gifts that are that are in the body of Christ are are amazing. But how many father gifts? How many? fathers do we have that are raising up a generation to be transformers and to follow their destiny to understand their gifts and talents, to see their dreams and then go after their destiny. We don't have many fathers. And I think this scripture applies to us today in this world of turmoil and chaos. We don't have many fathers that we can actually
2: hear their voice in this hour. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think that goes into the conversation that we were having earlier. Um, we were talking about, you know, the, uh, the whole society and where everything's at nowadays and, you know, culture. And um, we see a lot of the church right now, it feels like we are almost following culture instead of leading culture. And that could be a direct effect of us not fully coming into um, an understanding of our identity because there has been some problems with fathers spiritually not rising up and helping the body of Christ grow into who they're supposed to come into.
0: Yeah, and we we were talking earlier also about, you know, in Hebrews it talks about the milk of the word and the meat of the word and, and all that stuff and how we are sometimes immature and, you know, a baby can't bear another another human. You have to be an adult. You have to be mature to actually be a father. And so we, we have to understand that our call is to understand this adoption first and then understand how we can be fathers to the fatherless in the world
1: right and i know that you said that yeah you know, we have to have a certain you know a certain ability to, to father and but at the same time they, there's another side to that. There has to be trust that's built on the other end as well. So you're not going to go and be a father to everybody, right? Okay, and that and that's not you know that's not the purpose. You know, the purpose is to be a father to to the few that have the trust and build up along the way and disciple. So it's like that's how we that's how we build. Like in my personal life, that's a, yeah, I had to build trust with my spiritual father to to listen and and to know that you know he had the best interest in mine and and to listen to that advice and and get that seek that counsel and that that came with trust and time uh but you know we can go out and just share this news and present truth and and that's really our job is let's present the truth let that relationship start building because that's the connecting you said we said it before we're connecting agents so we made that connection if that relationship continues and goes further and nurtures and you can you know have that that's when it turns over to become that father figure uh, and 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 this could be I mean women can be the same thing like right. I know father it, uh, it seems like it's a male thing but you know you can still women can go spiritual mothers out there that can go out and and reach young girls and and other other women can talk touch and and you know touch him in those ways too. So Totally.
0: Yeah, so so inspiring to look at Jesus. He wasn't a demand relationship kind of person. He didn't he didn't demand that people followed him. He didn't demand that people understood his relationship with the Father. He led by example to say I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I hear the Father say. I'm walking in complete reliance on the Holy Spirit, and in doing so, he inspired a nation in doing so he inspired a movement that we're still benefactors of today and so this this voice in our world today that says you need to listen to what i'm saying and do what i'm saying and you need to vote this way and you need to do all these different things is completely the antithesis of what jesus demonstrated on the earth he demonstrated this is i'm doing what I know the Father is instructing me to do. And by doing that, he was an example that inspired greatness out of other people. I believe we are connection agents that should be connecting people to the Father and connecting people to the Holy Spirit, which we're talking about now at the summit. But also, I think we need to just be connecting people to the inspiration that comes from understanding the Word of God and relationship with the Father.
2: Yeah, and we'll all at the same time connecting ourselves to that relationship with the Father. You know, you know, we, we were talking about how there's so much stuff going on in the world right now and we can look and say and hear what everybody's saying and one person's saying this and another person saying this and it's almost like the country's all divided on two, three, four, five, whatever however many sides you want to say. But like, you know, us as the body of Christ, our entire purpose of being here, like we need to in order to actually see change or anything happen, and in order to like truly do it the way that it's supposed to be done, we have to sit down and seek Jesus. We can't just be listening to the voice that everybody's throwing at us. We can't be like, okay, I'm choosing this side. No, we have to sit down and personally come to that realization and revelation of what is what is my father telling me in this hour.
1: You know, I, I the way you said that too, and I can relate this into a, a natural thing. So with news out there and with, I, I would say, regurgitated news, I have to find myself going and watching the live press conference. Like, I cannot watch anything that's been uh, 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 audio snippets or different types of video things uh, after the fact because everything is spun to get that word out. I, I just, I'm convinced of it. So that that's why I have to watch the live press Conference that this political leader is is presenting, so that I can make my own conclusions from that. And it's what you're saying too. You have to spend that live time one on one in the word with and building that relationship because, again, a lot of people can say a lot of things and, and mean well and, and do and seriously mean well, but it, it means more when you have that time and you're able to to make those conclusions on your own that's that's how i have kind of saw that because i was like if i can relate relate something to where someone is that that is something that you know they can bring out
0: yeah and that is something that we're all dealing with every day i mean everything that we hear unless it's a single direct source has a spin to it in this in this society even even you see the you see the actual press conference and then the comments and how it's shared actually shifts what you think of it and and so I agree with you. We have to go directly to the source. I love how the Lord ends the old testament. It says in Malachi four verse six, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of children to the fathers. And that is where we need to be today. That we are turned as children of God. It says, my sheep will know my voice, right? We have to know the Father's voice and be able to say, we hear you. And we are ready to do what you're asking us to do in this hour. And when we do that, we'll have solutions that are not man-made solutions for this world, but heavenly solutions and their leadership solutions because the Lord wants his church to lead in this hour.
1: So when you're talking unity there, You're talking a synergy that that has between a a father and a child. And that's something that it's a connection that, you know, can't it's it's so strong because, again, I go to my kids and I look at them and I say, man, do I love you? You know, I just don't care if you make a mistake. I just want you to trust me. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and have faith that I have the, your best interests in mind and that I'm not trying to manipulate you into making decisions that would suit me. You know, right. I, I want you to be your own person. And that that's that connection. That's where the trust begins. And, man, I, I tell you, it, I look at it as like that's how he feels about me. You know, it's like no matter what I did, so I, there's nothing that I can do that separates that connection, and that and that's supernatural. That's not even that's unconditional, and um, I think it's just it's it's lovely to think that way and to just but accept it is hard sometimes because you're like, how can you seriously love me when I've done so much wrong, and and that's how how do you how do you justify that? Right. How do you justify unconditional?
0: Right. And, and I think it's a supernatural spiritual thing that we have to resign ourselves to and, and accept. But I, I go back to what you examples that you've used in the last few podcasts about your children. doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't change the underlying love that you have for them. And that's just a quick picture of the big, uh, the big painting of, of, of what God says about us. And so we have to get it in our soul, we have to get it from our head to our heart, and we have to then execute on it. You know, there's, there's something about reading something and, and seeing that actually happen in our lives, and that's how God builds trust with us, is that as we read about situations in the Scripture, we find ourselves in those characters, and we see that the situations that they are in reflect things that have happened with us. And we can say, wow, the Father loved David through that. The Father loved Jonah through that. Whatever. We've, we see ourselves in the Word, and I can't stop imagining that Jesus saw himself in the Scriptures. He saw himself in the Word, and, and when he read you know, Isaiah, and he was in the temple, all that stuff, he saw himself and knew the love of the Father. And there was an example there, and I think that's our goal, is to understand the love of the Father by being in the Word. And uh, what, a, what a foundational piece of life.
1: And, it, and, and even accept the fact that natural fathers, we could be imperfect. Yeah. and, and, and that's okay because we're still in this thing. we're still figuring this out. Because again, if I make a mistake, if I mess up with the kids, or if I react, I, I feel like I, I mean I do, I need to go and say, listen, I did not handle that right you know, I reacted out of, out of frustration, not out of love. And I have to, I have to bring that out. Now that's, that's something that God doesn't have to do. Right. You know, cause yeah. it, there's perfection there. So I know, so it, it is hard to relate. It's like, well, I've messed up so much time and I'm a father and all this, you know, how, how can that be where, you know, has he ever messed up? You know, so it's the same thing. It's like, I, I have to look past that cause I'm an imperfect father. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have a perfect father that I can, that I can connect to and, and will always have, uh, the consistent, uh, he doesn't react. He is, he only reacts out of love.
0: Right. And you know, there's generational things that we see in our natural parenting and, and lifestyle things that we get from our, from our fathers and mothers that, that sort of shape who we are and all of that on the earth. The same is what we should be expecting from our Heavenly Father is that those characteristics of who He is and how He treats us should be then replicated with not only our natural family, but our spiritual family, our spiritual descendants. And how do you know that you're a good son or daughter is when you become a good father or mother and have sons and daughters and and you understand more about life. I remember whenever I was 16, 17 years old, I didn't think my parents knew anything. And then whenever I became a parent, I, I know that they knew a lot more than what I was giving them credit for.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can, uh, I can definitely relate to that as someone who's um, not too much past 16, 17, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they, they become wiser as you get older, believe me, yep. <laughs> believe me. Yeah, so what do we, I mean, today in this hour, how do we execute that point that our job is to reconcile people, inspire people, To understand what adoption really is and to show them love and get them moving in the direction of a father that has unconditional love, even when the world is is going crazy.
1: Well, what's gotten me, because again, when we started talking about this stuff, I didn't get it you know, I didn't quite get it. Again, I said, I did, I said this on last episode. It's like, I've been, I grew up in the church, you know, so it's was like, how, how can I know, you know, how, you know, have that connection. So when we started discussing this and realizing that, um, I know that it's always been a relationship with God. You wanted to have a relationship, but I didn't connect it in a, in the way of an orphan and adoption, because it's, it's a totally different um, connection because you're brought out and then put into. And that is something that I I really have to, that's something I really had to process. It's like, it's just, you were brought out of it and now placed into this family. And there's nothing that you can do out of this family that, that will lose your connection with the father that get connected, you're adopted, you're in, you know, you've been restored. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now, now let's get this, uh, you know, you initiate that change. And we talked about this last episode. And now uh, your purpose is then instead then go you know, now, now you can go and, and cause you're now taking on that image of your father. So that, that's, that's the kind of process that I would have to take someone through, um, in my own head to, if I'm just going to share this out there.
2: Yeah. And I think that's a really important key is like you just were saying, you have to take in and you have to hear and you have to listen, which is great. You know, everyone's talking about the issues that we're facing today and saying, everybody, you, if, if you don't understand it, then listen, that's great. But that's only step one. You have to take it in. You have to listen and hear what's going on, hear the truth, and then you have to go and seek that. Yeah. So you have to bring that before God and say, okay, God, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what I feel like I'm reading, or here's some truth that I feel like I'm, can you please tell me more about it? Tell me, reveal this in me, you know, plant this seed in me and root it inside me so I have this foundational truth in me. And therefore then I can act on it because I can believe in it because it is so deep within me that I know that it know that I know that it is the truth. You know, and that is like something that so like as we inspire others and as we get others into unity, into love through the body of Christ and even bringing in non-believers into the family, that's all out of a thing of speaking up and, and sharing with them, allowing the Holy spirit to work within them and them hearing And then them walking through that process of coming to that relationship with the Father, which it is then set in place.
0: So good. So good. So the normal traditional way that we do church is that we come together once or twice a week, and somebody gives a word, and we hear the Lord, and then we go about our lives. And I believe that in this hour, God is calling on the church to do more than just religious activity, and to get into these conversations and to be vocal about our adoption process and our experiences, because no, no one can debate that you had this experience because it's your experience, it's your testimony. And when we begin to share our story, Revelation 12, 11, we understand the power of the blood and the power of our testimony that overthrows any evil argument that we can be then the voice of reason in a time of turmoil. Because it's our experience with the Father. And not everybody understands or will understand that. But many will connect to the truth that the Holy Spirit
2: reveals through our testimonies. Right. And it's just like spending time with your Father. You know, I have I've something that's awesome. Like, I actually physically resemble my Father a lot, which is really cool. Um, my earthly Father. And I've had people come up to me and like, wow, you remind me of your Father. And sometimes just through my actions, too, and, like, little things I'll do, people will be like, wow, you remind me of your father through that. How much awesome is that for us as the body of Christ to be able to go out and speak and act like Jesus and people to say, wow, mm. y- y- you're you showing me something. Like, something, something's here. And I want to know more about this because – or other people that are Christians will come up, wow, you remind me of father. Like, right. you, you – Remind me of Jesus. And that's where you get that
1: you you recognize uh, th- who you're connected to. And and you can recognize who you're connected to on the other end, too. So, you know, y- it, you get to see that. And I, I appreciate you saying that because this, this uh, orphan world isn't just the unsaved. I mean, this is everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, this is everybody. Like you were saying about religion, it's like this could— you need to go into church and tell people about this, some churches, like some, some people need to hear that, that, you know, it isn't about what you're doing. It isn't about all of those works. What it is about is that you are now connected to a source that can do a transformation, give you purpose. And, and then that's where you're going to get your works done. You know what I mean? So it's, that's, that's where the relationship is.
0: Yeah, and I I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians. He says, "Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ." And so it is about doing what we see the Father do and saying and saying what we hear him say and to be that example to this world. Man, what a what a privilege it is to have that relationship and to be able to share it with other believers who don't understand the adoption process and don't understand that they're being saved to something, not just saved from something, but also to be the voice in the world that brings truth and love to everybody around us. And that's from the littlest conversation in a, in a grocery store line to a sermon on a Sunday or a broadcast or a podcast like this, just to be able to reflect what what our experience with the Father really is, and that is the unconditional love that loves us too, our destiny of reconciliation of people into the body of Christ.
1: Yeah, and I think you referenced it uh, in 1 Corinthians 11:1, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. You know, there there is that connection where you are bringing those those traits of Christ into the playing field and that's that's what you want to imitate. And um, I I find myself even with the uh, spiritual father my spiritual father and if I end up spending a lot of time with him, uh, I tend, I walk away and then, uh, and then my, I'd go home and my wife would say, you were just with, you were just with him, weren't you? You were just with
0: him. <laughs> Those yeah. words. And, and, the, like, the, yeah. and I'm like,
1: yeah, I guess, yeah, I was, you know, and, and I just, you know, I just have those mannerisms because you just start imitating what you're, what you're receiving from. And I, and I believe that's, everywhere. So if you're going to if your source is cnn or if your source is Fox or if your source is all these other places, you're just going to start imitating and saying what they're saying. You know what I mean? You're not going to have any idea of your own. So that that's what I'm saying is like go to the source um and 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 make up your own mind about something instead of being told what you should know.
0: Yeah. And what an empowering body of believers and empowered world if they listen to that advice right there. That's that's amazing. So we just want to recap that today is about this redeeming of an orphan world through the love that Jesus pours out to us and, and God the Father pours out to us and the power that comes from understanding the Holy Spirit. And so thanks for joining us today. This has been a great discussion, guys, and I hope that everyone out there uh, get in the Word and dig into what the Father is saying to you Turn off the outside influences and the distractions of the world and be ready to do exactly what he says when he says to do it. And you will see a transformation in your family, you'll see it in your city, and you'll see it in your community just because you're doing what the father's saying. So, such an empowered time together. Thanks, guys.